Oh yeah, Spence. I'm so stoked to be back here once again on our Ventura Forward podcast, where we search for those tasty waves, hot tunes, fun in the sun, righteous food, and all the news across the 805. On this show, we've got a great guest coming in to spit some game and his great experiences as we're breaking down the segments of our weekly scurries and ruffles about over the holiday break as we took a week off for the first time in a long time. Spence, how are you feeling? Everything's great. Happy New Year to all. First podcast of 2023. We got a storm coming through. We're taping this just before the storm, and we'll see how we fare. And this does bring up a lot of issues like shelter and homeless and those uh, problems that we have in the community when rains come through here. Uh, so this uh, conversation works into just the overall economy and uh, what we think about homeless people along with what are we going to do about the homeless situation. Us moving it forward with our proactive solutions, our new curriculum let's talk let's call it a new idea as we move it forward with ventura and the county and everyone else in the state of california to find some solutions because we know that homelessness and unhoused is not working people talk about solutions and solving it that's not happening right now but what we've been doing spence too my new year resolution in 2023 we talked about in the radio was to go in the Harmon barranca and i wanted to tell you this morning me and the ventura police department went down to the barranca and we were at eight police department Thank you so much, Ventura Police Department, for seeing the videos on Ventura Ford, for listening to the podcast. Spence, they were talking about Ventura Ford the whole time we were down there. It was awesome. Yeah, it's great. And that's, uh, it's you know, the, the men in blue, the uniformed men going down there and helping out. So you're reaching out to them. You're you're getting attention from the people we need the attention from. We are. And the man here is the attention, too. Made it on our top 100 list as we broke down a great party at Rocks and Drams over the Christmas break. We knew that our top 100 coolest people list came from our th- first 35 listeners as we popped a question to them saying, who were the three coolest people to you? And this gentleman came in Lang Martinez's segment, and I reached out right away with a text. He called me back early in the morning one morning, and we got acquainted right away. And this guest, I don't think I've maybe been more excited in the new year, but talking about homelessness and creating opportunity and solutions for unhoused individuals, telling his great story about Growing up in the Oxnard area, becoming an advocate for uh, workers, being involved in the real estate industry. Lorenzo Castillo, how you doing? Good. Happy New Year. Thank you, Spence. Uh, thank you for having me here. Uh, a privilege. And, uh, you know, I'm so grateful to be able to share my experience because that's what I believe it's about. You know, people have opinions. People say, well, I think. And you know what? I have experience. And the reason that I have a passion for the things that I do is because I live through it. My parents lived through it, and I think it's something that really needs to be looked at about doing the right thing for the right reasons. Uh, you know, I, I have some negative things, and I always say, you know, people look at me at the negative one. Uh, last night I was at the city council for Oxnard, and, and uh, you know, I was I was asked to if I had any comments. I said, oh, here comes the negative one, and, you know, the city council know me. And, and I talked to a lot of people, and, you know, this thing that I'm doing, it's, it's just a passion because of what I, where I come from. You know, and I've heard some of your, uh, you know, you told me about your podcast, and I heard some of them. I made some notes, and, you know, I related to some of the people that you had, and, and uh, I'm just here because I think it's important for you and for me to share my experience. Well, thank you for coming in, and you're going to fit right in knowing that people might think that your opinions are a little bit staunch and 
controversial per se because that's what Ventura Forward does. We put all those opinions together and it feels normal. And it feels like, you know what, we're not the only one with these opinions that want to take radical change in creating in our community a place that we call home the 805 to create real change. And that's what community members are called upon to do. So thank you for answering that call. And let's start there in this podcast, number 38, Ventura Forward. Shout out to Ray Fresco bringing those beats in and we'll get to our sponsors very soon. But Lorenzo Castillo, Lorenzo, what's your current stoke in your fire, in your belly? What's that one topic that you're burning on right now that you want to carry this podcast? If our listeners walk away right now, what do they want to know Lorenzo Castillo is doing right now in our community? Well, let me tell you, the first thing, I am uh, a product of uh, my mother and my dad, rest in peace, both of them. Uh, we came to Oxnard because my dad was a farm worker. We came from Arizona. I was born in Mexico. Uh, we came to the border of Arizona when I was one year old. Uh, we immigrated to the United States in 1967, uh, and I was seven years old. And the first thing my dad did is took me to pick lemons in uh, Yuma, Arizona. And I thought it was a, a really bad thing. I was very resentful towards my dad because I should have been in Disneyland and playing with toys, but he had me picking lemons. And today I understand why he did that, and I'm so grateful that he did that. And when I say I'm a farm worker, I worked in the fields up till I was probably really worked when I was 18. Um, I was picking cantaloupes in Bly. Uh, I, I know a lot of people haven't had that experience, 110, 120 degrees, uh, drinking a lot of beer, but you know, picking cantaloupes. And uh, my dad did the right thing because he wanted me to go to school. I want, I thought I was going to be a doctor growing up, but then I was discouraged by a science teacher that told me if, if I didn't have enough money, I may not be. But if I had good grades, which I did, I was good grades, she said, you can get scholarships and you can become a doctor. She said, but let me tell you something. You don't need to be a doctor. You can be a businessman. You can make more money than these attorneys and doctors. So that's where I went with. So I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, a businessman. I like that too, right there, because one teacher had an impression on you that changed the direction of your life. Correct. We talked about great teachers, how they can influence. Thank you for sharing that testimony. And get into your passion more, a little bit more there of being an entrepreneur. How are you known right now around the 805? And wh what, what are your passions brewing in your current entrepreneurs in 2022 and 2023? Well, uh, I, you know, and, and let me share this, this story because I think it fits in with, uh, with what I'm doing now. You Please. know, I bought my first house when I was 19 years old. Uh, that was in 1979 with the help of my dad and my mom. My mom and my dad were uh, farm workers. By then, in 19, 1979, I had started selling furniture door-to-door -door with catalogs. Uh, a, a, a friend of mine uh, who owned a little store showed me, and that's when I started going from farm worker to sales. Uh, I did sales. Uh, for a couple of years. I opened a little furniture store in 1980. I had a great idea that I was going to make it really big and, you know, interest rates went to, eight, to 20 percent and, you know, I had to close shop and do something else. So I went to work for, uh, for a chain of jewelry stores. Uh, some of you might have heard it. It was Gensler Lee Diamonds. I don't know if you I remember. I know Gensler Lee very the heart. well. The oh, the heart. That's right. Yeah. Yep. I worked for them and uh, then uh, I moved forward. Uh, 1987, I opened up a little furniture store and I was 28, year old, 28 years old, and a friend of mine and I bought a nightclub restaurant. Where was a nightclub restaurant uh, at? In Oxnard, downtown Oxnard. What, what cross streets? Uh, it, it, was, it, it actually was 529 South A Street. What year? Between, uh, I, we started it uh, New Year's Eve 1986. We bought it November 8, uh, 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 1988. And, uh, you know, 
Because I worked with Radio Tiro. Yeah, that's back in the yeah. Day. Well, I remember Juan that. Carlos. Yeah, Juan Carlos, Gerardo Seca. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he, I worked he, with yeah. all those guys. Uh, Willie. Yeah, well, I know them. Yeah. Good. Uh, that's funny. What's the other one? Um, what was the name of the place? Uh, Terraza Casino. Buki. Uh, we, Buki was one of the great yeah, DJs we, back in the day. We, we got in. We got in a lot of trouble, and mm-hmm. uh, I know I have a lot of friends that are cops now, and, and I had to make amends to some of them, <laughs> and some of them know me because you know part of my part of my story is uh, I'm a recovering alcoholic recovered alcoholic and i don't have any any uh any uh fear of saying that i'm a real estate broker i've been in real estate for 31 years and and i'm not afraid to say that because that's what i am you know i'm i'm a recovering recovered alcoholic uh, i've been sober since june 28 of 04 and i don't mm-hmm. say that to brag about it or impress anybody it's just to let people know what what i thought was the worst thing that had happened to me at one time is one of the best things that had has happened to me, and I'm able to do all these things that we're going to talk about right now because I have experience. I heard you saying opinions, and I was going to stop you saying, no, 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 it's not opinions. Mm-hmm. It's about experience uh, because I lived through all these things. Sure. You know, I used cocaine for 24 years. Right. 1980, when I, closed, when I had to close my, my business, I drink more, and then I love, I fell in love with cocaine for 24 years. I got in trouble with the law. I almost got deported in 1995. And guess what? I'm a U.S. citizen. Even even with three DUIs and three felonies for possession of cocaine, when Trump was president, I become a U.S. citizen. Is that a miracle or what? Sounds awesome. Yeah. If that's a goal and passion of yours to continue. Well, it, it was. I didn't want to go to Mexico. I mean, my family's here. Why would it, what the hell would I go to do Mexico? I, I, I work here. I have my business here. And But you know what? Something had to happen. And, and the reason why I talk about this, and we're going to talk about the homeless and why I think they need to have consequences. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to tell you what I have to offer and why. Because I believe that my experience and what I went through, uh, I have a passion for doing that because I, I, I think about what my mom and my dad went through. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing that emotion. We can see your emotion that because dealing with farmhouse workers, unhoused individuals, there is an emotional side to it. You know, there's no doubt about it. Even, you know, I was talking to Spence in the beginning of this podcast, going down and being done with some of these encampments down at the bottom of a barranca. You do tread lightly when you're around human emotion. And so thank you for bringing that emotion into that. I like you talked about your, your family's history and story. They're bringing that into it now. Um, do you happen to have a family yourself currently now? Do you have, do you have kids? Um, you know, I talk about this. I, I've, been, uh, I've been married for 44 years. Uh, and people say congratulations. <laughs> no, I said, I, I mean, it, it's 44 years, and I think my wife is crazier than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, is that because you're still together, or you haven't broken well, up? Well, we're still together. I mean, <laughs> we had some rough times back in 2016. I got, uh, I left her, I moved out, and uh, you know, we're we're working at it. Uh, and and I think it's, uh, <laughs> you know, I said it, and I joke about it. And, you know, forgive me, anybody, women are listening to me over there, probably saying, "Oh, what an AO." Uh, you know, I I say that because I think it's uh, just uh, my wife's faith. Uh, yeah, I have uh, three kids, 44, 41 is going to be on the 24th, and at 32, and I have eight grandkids. Um, grandkids are two years to my oldest granddaughter, which is the one of the reasons why I stopped drinking. Uh, my daughter, Nayeli, she's going to be 21 in March. And, uh, yeah, I do have a family. I have sisters. I have three three sisters. I have family, and... Uh, I, I lived here in Oxnard since 1972, so I know a lot of people from different aspects of... Uh, of uh, Have you left Oxnard since 72, lived anywhere else? I moved to Hayward for about a month uh, back in uh, 19... 
uh, what was it, Mike, in 1982, I think. What about any vacations? Have you ever been on a vacation outside of Ventura for two weeks? Uh, not two weeks. Uh, I'm planning on going to Punta Cana here, uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. But I've been to Cabo. I've been on cruise. Oh, yeah, I mean, I... I but never for longer than two weeks. Uh, it's kind of a running... No, I, I was in jail one time for eight months. <laughs> <laughs> what county? Uh, work furloughing in, in, in here in Camarillo. So <laughs> hey, he no, he, he's still in the group, Spence. No, no. Give, him the, give him the stat for you, Spence. Well, no. my stat is uh, I've lived here my entire life, and I've never been out of the county for more than two straight weeks, ever. Never been out of the county. I've gone on vacations. I've traveled. I've done stuff, but never for more than 14 and I'm 64. And we're talking about insanity, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we're also talking about a very beautiful place. Well, insanity is leaving for 15 days to me. Oh, there you go. You, you know, here, my, my daughter moved to, uh, and, and this fits in with what I'm talking about. My daughter moved to uh, Phoenix in uh, uh, 2018. She loves it over there. She homeschools her kids, and, and uh, she wants us to move over there. My son is ready to go because he thinks that, California and you know I mean all these things that we hear but I think one thing you know I've been here since 72 and and I like it here I'm part of a lot of things that I do here and uh, I think the weather's perfect I've been to Canada because exit realty is it's a it's a corporation out of Canada Uh, I've been all over the place but I think we have the most perfect weather in the world no doubt about it my kids just went to Mammoth we're in the snow when they got back from the snow they went to the pier there you go. So think about that. In one day, yeah. they, they drove back in, and the next day they were at the pier. So that's that's the reach we have. My dad's from Montreal. Yeah, and and you know what? I I believe in I believe in and I don't believe in coincidence. I don't believe in in in, in good or bad luck. Even though I'm a gambler, I mean I, I gamble with life every day. Uh, I don't believe in in luck. I mean things happen for a reason. You know, there's no coincidence that I'm here. You know, absolutely not. And he's sharing his experience about his great life coming in, Lorenzo Castillo. And now we're going to get into his opinions about some of these great things moving forward and also opportunity that he can create for Ventura Ford and individuals looking for that bridge out of their desperation spot, being unhoused. Maybe they have to be addicted to alcohol, drugs of some choice. We're going to get into it now with Lorenzo. But before that area, we talk about his passion even a little bit deeper. We're going to talk about some of our sponsors. Lorenzo. The Steve Mountain Doll, one of our first sponsors, wants to know, if you get outside in the 805, what do you like to do for exercise and activity? Well, listen, one thing that I do is I work out um, three times a, a, a week. I have a trainer. I do weight working. I, you know, part of what I'm talking about, I used to weigh 280 pounds. And practicing the principles of how I've been able to stay sober has helped me to lose about 60, 65 pounds. Mm-hmm. I started in 2015. I worked out all my life, especially working in the field. But the things that I do is I, I like running, uh, you know, walking, weights. I work with weights. And uh, that's what I do. You know, I like how you included that, too. You like to also talk about how you're living an example of what you're trying to get others to be. Do you vibe that about yourself? Because not everyone does that. Not everyone gets into a nonprofit, wants to help people, and says... Be like me. I want you to hear. This is where, what road you're on. I was on that road before. This is how I got here. Now you're actually the person creating the opportunity, funding the opportunity, and living by example. Am I correct? That's correct. See, what I tell people uh, when I, I work with a lot of uh, recovering alcoholics, uh, alcohol is a drug, drug addicts, alcohol. I tell them, you know what? You're going to help me more than what you. You're going to help me more than what I'm helping you. People don't understand it. I say, you know what? Um, my 
true passion and my true happiness comes from helping others. But people don't understand that. If they've never done that, they think it's, you know, I say a lot about words, but I'm not going to say them here. You can drop they, it, be, yeah. People say, you know, it's bullshit. You yeah. Know? People don't understand it because they have never done it. And that's what I tell people. Look, I know people that are on the streets when I talk to the homeless people. And the first thing I ask them, you want a place to live? And they say, well, you know, it's too expensive. I said, but you know what? You want to stop drinking? Well, not really. I said, well, that's, there's a problem. You know, I, and I didn't get to stop until I really wanted to stop because I told you part of it, I was really pissed. I was angry that they told me that I had to go to AA. That was the worst thing that had happened in my life. Uh-huh. Today is one, not the best. One of the best things that has happened to me. I would not be here if I was not sober and I, had not, I would have not been doing what I'm doing. And I tell people, look, my passion is to help as many people as I can. That stoke right there, Spence. We got that in common with Lorenzo, right? Helping others? I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. You definitely I, I think do. I do a little here and a little there, but I, it's interesting what people get through 12-step meetings. Uh, and frankly, I was lucky. I don't think I was ever addicted, but I, I maybe it was a meeting I was in or maybe it was more me, but it didn't. I remember in the, a meeting I raised my hand and I said, I'm going to take the 13th step, and I just walked out. <laughs> and let me just talk about the experience that you might have had that was different from mine. What I got in my meetings was, uh, and, you know, oh, woe is me, poor, poor, pitiful me. I was pretty clear I was drinking beer because I was drinking beer. And there's all these daddy issues, mommy issues, blah, 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 blah. And it was just for me, I, it was like I was in a pound of dark bar- barking dogs. Yeah, well, here, let me tell you, you know, you said the 12 steps. And really, I mean, there's a lot of 12-step programs. And really the purpose, and I'm not a religious, well, I don't even say that I'm a recovering Catholic. You know, I- even one of the things is, is, you know, the 12 steps are a group of principles. Mm-hmm. You know, alcohol is one of the problems. For Overeaters Anonymous is the food. For Gamblers Anonymous, they think it's the problem, but the problem is a lot of other things. And people don't get to understand those things unless they work through the steps. And a lot of people think, you know, when we talk about this, a lot of people, people say, you know what? I don't care if you drink or not. But for me, it's a big deal because I was not able to stop. And I proved it to myself. I don't care what other people think. I don't care what other people think of me or what the opinions are because I know what I am. People say, well, you're an asshole. I said, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, you're dishonest. Yeah, I was dishonest and I'm still dishonest to a certain degree because I lied to myself. And that's one thing that I try to help to look, be honest. You know, there's a lot of BS politics, you know, there's a lot of things. And that's why we're in the problems that we have because we have a lot of contradictions in people. Mm-hmm. The Ventura Real Estate, great local business. Derek Turner prides himself on being one of the coolest people in town. And Spence, Derek got a new paddle board this week. Oh boy, look out. So, <laughs> he told me how much it was too. And Don't want to know. He deserves every little penny. Good for him. It's a wonderful sport. Thank you for sponsoring the show, Mr. Turner. He wants to know, Lorenzo, who do you think the three coolest people are in the city of Ventura or the county? The three coolest? Yes. Well, you know what? Uh, I would have to think about that. Uh, oh, I, I forgot. There's one plan. There's a disclaimer. You cannot say the two handsome gentlemen in the room other than yourself. Well, you know, I was going to start right there. I think the, but you know what? There's a lot of cool people, and I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would have to think. I know so many people. Give me a couple of names. Um, you were at city city council last night. Who was cool at that city council meeting that you like? At the none city? of them. None of them. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, or anybody in the audience that you liked? How about the clerk? How's the clerk? Not really. 
So he's, the, you know, we're, we're not gonna, Ventura Four. We do not force the coolness, so we'll let you mellow on that. Get back to us. But the Ventura Music Hall, a great local venue here. We have free tickets for every show. You reach out DM. That means direct message for all you uh, non uh, DMers. DMers. Thank you, Spence. That's why it's the best in the business for nothing. When's the last time you've been to a live concert, Lorenzo? You know, I um, I think I was in a concert in August 20th of last year in uh, L.A. at the um, uh, uh, Coliseum. Wow. Uh, Who was it? Los Bukis. La Lukis. Los Bukis. Los Bukis, for yeah. sure. Yeah, you know, I'm Mexican. But that's old school. That goes way back. <laughs> way back KTRO yeah. was yeah. playing. Yeah, now, yeah. would that be Ranchera or no, it's, Banda? It, it's, Banda? It's, uh, no, no, it's uh, more of the, you know, uh, light uh, rock, ballads. Okay. Because I mean, yeah, uh, that was yeah. the big oh, thing oh, they're, back they're in. Big, they're big. They're yeah. big. They're big. They, I think they might have played the fairgrounds, and that's when the place was packed decades ago. Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah they're they one of the. Wow, the, there's a blast yeah. from my past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh. You know, I I think the, uh, I mean, I I go to Vegas and I go to concerts over there because I think that's one of the best places. Yeah, you got the Monte Carlo sweatshirt. Is that your spot, Monte Carlo? No, it's, it's no longer there anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's MGM, but it's Park something now. It's not the Monte Carlo. I didn't hear that. Yeah, he's going vintage. No. Isn't it great when the when the swag lasts longer than the joint? There you go. There you have it. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I'm going to go back to this because people are going to think that, that you know th- I'm, I'm thinking of three people, and I know there's a lot of people. Uh, I can tell you that I had a meeting with uh, Vine Lopez, our, our new supervisor. Uh, I think she was uh, she's a young lady. I think she's she's really really good. I mean, I know I've known John Saragosa for a long time. He's a he's a real estate broker also. Uh, Brian McDonald, he was a cop, and I told him the story when he raided our place. We laugh. Um, I think he's a good you know city council. He's on uh, city, Brian McDonald's on city council yeah, now? Oxnard, yeah. City Wait council. a second. You just said you didn't like any of them. Oh, well, I was just saying that because you got me off guard. <laughs> now, I'm thinking, now I'm thinking about it. I like your style, Lorenzo. I'm thinking about it. Brian I mean, McDonald, so he's currently on there. What about Gabe Terrock? I, I don't know him. I mean, I heard him. He spoke a lot last night, but I don't personally know him. I've met him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, have, I, I don't know him personally. We're, we're going to get him on the podcast. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, I knew Carmen Ramirez, rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, she did a great, great, great job. Uh, and, you know, the thing is this, there's a lot of good people out there. I mean, I can tell you, I know names. I mean, I know a lot of names. Uh, um, you can hold them, too. We always talk about sometimes you come into the studio and you get the fever. So know that your connection to Ventura Ford's always here. If you got something you. on the podcast, come on back. We'd love to have you come back, too. Because as we roll through our sponsors, as we're 22 minutes into this podcast, we're going to get more into what we talked about your current opinions and opportunity into our community, which we love. We talk a lot about, about agenda and then your uh, motive, right? Your right. agenda and your motive. It's like, how do we get there? And then why are we getting there? And that's yeah. super important that our listeners know about what you can opportunity and, and show much how you care. But first, we want to know from another one of our sponsors, Spencer McKenzie's. John, such a great sponsor of ours. Have you been to Spencer McKenzie's before? No, you know, I heard the first podcast, and I heard about the fish tacos, and I Ooh. heard uh, that he, uh, you know, the things that he does. And I related a lot to some of the things that he said. Thank you for listening. Yeah, I did. Now we want to know, what's your favorite place to eat food in Oxnard or Ventura? If, like, right now uh, we're going to lunch, where are you taking me to lunch? Uh, probably my first guess, because on, on what I'm doing right now, probably Agaves at the collection. Agaves at the collection. Yeah. 
Is that something that you, oh. you frequent, there, frequent there often? Or right next door, Luna's. Luna's. Mm. So you go to the collection often? Uh, yeah, I live in North Oxnard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, at Agave, what are you ordering there at the Agave? Uh, the ceviche. Ceviche. Oh, that sounds good. Check it out. Sounds great. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I think you have more in common than Lorenzo. You might have thought. Yeah. Well, my family is uh, is uh, my wife's Filipina, and we I have a broad base of um, food. Yeah. We're wide yeah. open to yeah. everything. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. No. And I, and I, you know, uh, obviously, I say work out because I love food. You like, have to, right? Yeah, you have yeah, to balance. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like sushi. I mean, I, I here in Ventura, I go to my friend's those hobbies. I'm Victoria. Yeah, Victoria. Okay. Yeah, Cross the street. Yeah, yeah. Old school place. Yeah. All right. Let's get going here now to. PSG, a local firm, is trying to bring an investment into the Ventura Fairgrounds. $317 million to bring a sports complex slash concert venue, re-update the whole fairgrounds. Have you heard about this? It came, nope. on the, it came on the paper about two or three weeks ago, and then they were trying to get more time from the fair board, which they're going to hopefully be able to present again because they got denied already in October. Question for you, Lorenzo. You've been to the Ventura County Fairgrounds, of course, a few times. Ah, uh, yes, I used, yeah, I've been there. I used to go there to the the dances. I used to go there uh, for the fair. I haven't been to the fair in I don't know how many years, but yeah. The question goes to here: Is would you like to keep it the same, upgrade it, or possibly swap properties somewhere in the county, like in Santa Paula or Fillmore, and move the fairgrounds? And that, then we can re-update that with housing and maybe some shopping and stuff that would accommodate that area. A would be leave it the same. B would be upgrade it, keeping it the fairgrounds with this new private investment, $320 million. Or C, land swap, moving the fairgrounds. I would keep it there. Keep it there? Yep. And upgrade it? or no? Upgrade it, of course. He's going with B, upgrade. I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good place. Yeah. We're bringing that up. Thank you for answering that question. Yeah, that's, that's really, really expensive land for housing. I get it. Yeah, affordable housing right on <laughs> the Lehman Air is on it. Yeah, man. Okay, great question there. <laughs> Sponsorships are a little bit light, folks, in this new year. We want to let you know we've bared it down. So as you know, go to VenturaForward.org. The website is launched. You can sponsor as little as $5 a month as you can pitch in as we're continuing to do our cleanups around town and all of our great public advocacy, as you saw we do with the Ventura Kiwanis Basketball Tournament. But if you also want to sponsor as a business, we have many more from 500 to 2,000 a month as a quick reminder. Spence, can you get some sponsors for me, please? I'm, I will head out right now. Thank you, sir. Let's make it happen. I'm working hard this year. Episode 38, rolling it up into the second half of our show here. We've got Lorenzo Castillo. Now going to be talking about something I'm so excited to share with the community. It's just unbelievable to me about this opportunity that we have, that Lane. I got I to give Lang, who came into city council, he was talking about housing, how it's not just about housing, it's about programs, it's about uh, mentorship, about really recovering. I chased him out at City Hall. I embraced this man that I didn't know with a big old hug at the Video City Council. He led me to Lorenzo Castillo. And Lorenzo, the garden worker camp opportunity is a place where, where farm workers, individuals live in a so, so, sober living lifestyle where it's offered three meals a day at the price of $700 per bed. Please give me back maybe a little bit of information about the project you have going on in Oxnard called the Garden uh, Worker Camp 
and maybe about how Ventura 4 can help you fill some of those beds. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm going to correct you. Please. And, and don't get upset. It's Garden City Camp. Uh, this is a place that used to be a farm worker camp back in the 40s, 50s. I, I bought that place in 2014, January, January 2014. Uh, the reason that I did that is because I saw something there that was, that was huge for me. Obviously, I lived in places like that. I lived in, in, in farm worker camps in, in Soledad, uh, Salinas Valley. I lived in places like that in Bly when I was picking cantaloupes. Uh, I live in places like that in uh, Rio Vista, Isleton, Rio Vista. And, and that's because of my family's uh, farm workers. So I have the farm worker, and I lived in places like that, so I'd relate to the farm worker conditions. You know, their dormitory styles, their beds, uh, their, uh, you know, different sizes. I think we have 13 of them on 1.20 acres. And... Uh, I started using that place because I, when I started getting sober, I opened up a sober, sober living homes in Oxnard. And uh, people sometimes don't know the facts, and people think that I get money from the government. People think that, you know, the government pays me to house these people, and it's not true. I don't like grants. That's one thing that I don't like, and I'm against it because I think that uh, nonprofits are good, but there's some of them that use a loophole to, to, for the, for the, for the operators, the the CEOs of making a, such a huge salaries, and yeah, they're helping, but I don't think it should be with taxpayers' money. Do you feel beholden to them, perhaps, if the, you get a grant that you would then have to maybe change? Well, I'm going to have to do what they tell me to do. Exactly. It's, so and you would be totally I, guided by that. I don't like to be told what to do. Okay, and and that's why it's my property. I bought it myself. I don't have partners. I mean, I have partners because they lend me money to do it. I have loans that I have good credit for. Uh, I pay high interest because of the type of property that it is. And the, the, what I have there is I have right now we have about 22 people in recovery, people that were homeless at one point, people that are in addictions, drug, uh, alcohol, a lot of people with mental issues. I have clients from behavioral health, Ontario County Behavioral Health. They need to take medications. They they're, they're obviously have uh, psychiatric problems. I have friends at behavioral health that I talk to. That, that I work with. and But one thing that's really important, the people that are there, I have some people there, a few people that are there free because I let them in without paying, but now they got to start doing what they got to do. They got to pay for their own ride. I, I don't think helping people is making them enable, enable them and give them for free because that's what the shelters are. I know people that, and I'm not offending anybody, I'm just telling the truth. I know that there's people at the shelters that are there because they're free and they get social security, they get money, they get to keep their money. A lot of the people that are in the streets that are homeless, they'd rather spend the money in drugs and alcohol than a place to live. You know, a lot of these people can't make sense of what's right or wrong, and that's what an alcoholic does. Lorenzo, thank you so much for sharing that story and the details. We're going to hear more about it, but just from my heart just and, and from Ventura Ford, thank you for creating that opportunity. It's so important that we have someone in our community that doesn't want to be beholdeth, that's creating a new opportunity, than to, to be the example, to say, you know what, all of these procedures and pro programs might not be the only options out there. You're creating something new. Do you feel like that you're creating something new? Well, I'm going to tell you why, because I know this. I mean, and I, I'm going to say something uh, that I know for a fact for the city of Oxnard. You know, the city of Oxnard spends over $3 million on the shelter for 110 beds when they only have 80 beds occupied. You know, that's a lot of money. And you know who's paying for it? Us. Yeah. But it's... Yeah, but we're helping. Who are you helping? 
Right. And what, and what, and what are the ratio of the helping people? Where are their journeys going? That's why I'm so into this because you know, my brief story about my brother and I always kind of felt like I was hamstrung to be part of their system as well. My mind right now is I, I honestly, I want to go to garden city and I want to see who these 22 guys and females might be. And I want to see how I can help. Like, can I, can I talk to him maybe as a friend or a brother, share my experiences? Uh, maybe it's playing, talking sports. Maybe it's playing cribbage. Maybe it's giving him a ride to a job interview. But that's on my mind instantly going is like, how can I be a spoke in the wheel to help you to help these 22 individuals, but not only 22 individuals, the possibility of over 100 plus. Yeah, well, you know, there's 22. And in March, I have H2A farm workers coming, which the grower pays for their stay and for their food because we have a commercial kitchen. We feed the residents that are there in, in recovery. We give them breakfast at 8 in the morning. We give them a sack lunch for, for lunch, and then they have dinner at 4 p.m., seven days, uh, three times a day. The workers, when the workers come, the growers pay for their housing and for their meals because that's one of the conditions of these farm workers that come from Mexico temporarily. Mm -hmm. They're going to be here this year. I'm working on a contract with them from from uh, uh, March through possibly the beginning of July, end of June. But what I want to do with this, because I feel that, and I talk about Prop 36, I know that if there's law enforcement hearing me out there, they know what Prop 36 is. I'm a product of Prop 36. You know, I, I, I was arrested in, in 2002. January 28 of 2002, and they got me. They forced me to go to AA. And like I said, I was I was really angry, but that was the best thing that happened to me because now I've been able to do this. You know, not just not drinking and staying sober, but I get to understand why I am the way I am and why I want to do these things. Look, I argue with a lot of people about housing first, and I think that's something that a lot of people feel. I got I got something today that Finland has ended their their homelessness with uh, housing first. Yeah, I know that a lot of people will not get the help because they don't want to, because their thinking is that, you know, I don't have a problem. You have a problem. You know, we have a problem with the homeless people because of the things that they do. But I don't think there's enough consequences, and I've been telling people, you know what we need? We need a Prop 36 for the homeless people. You know, they need to be accountable. You know, I mean, yeah. They have less now. Ventura County Court System actually created to where they have less laws against them and they become re repeat offenders. Well, yeah, and the thing not is... not sure if you're aware of that or well, not. Well, then, you know, the thing, and I get it. I mean, people say, you know, we cannot criminalize people from being homeless. No, I get it. I mean, no, we have to be compassionate, but we got to help them. Right. You know, we got to help them to get out of the problem that they're in. I mean, I don't think it's human to see people living the way they live, and I see them a lot. You know, I talk to them. I know them. And the police department always reminds me, too, we've never arrested for anyone for being homeless. They're always but, breaking the law. So people need to stop stereotyping, like you're saying, that unhoused individuals that walk around the streets aren't breaking the law. Lorenzo, also have a testimony from our number one police officers in town. Do you know that out of all the unhoused individuals in the last eight years that he stopped and searched, not one of them has never had a prior arrest conviction? Not go. one. And I, I, officer, are you bullshitting me? I'll cut for you, Lorenzo. Are you bullshitting me? I said, he goes, Spencer, not one. I couldn't believe it. Think about that. That everyone you see out there walking in the streets has been arrested before. There's some criminal. And they're back out there again. When I was in the Branca today, they had some. You should have seen the trash. I mean, we're talking dumpsters full of trash. Mm -hmm. um, cars are down there. Unbelievable. They look down. Here's this guy's personal belongings. His arrest papers are there. Hey, Spencer, this is that one guy we arrested two months ago. He was the one guy you heard in the news who hit this one guy. He's now down here. I mean, 
Think about the information that we have about these people, and it's right there, and we're not taking any action. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say one thing. Uh, you know, I think that, uh, I mean, uh, housing, real estate, it's a big money maker. Yeah. So guess why a lot of people want to get into affordable housing development? Yeah, I know I know there's a lot of advocates for, you know, farm workers, people that are less fortunate that, you know, they need housing and we don't have enough. Yeah, I get it. There's there's needed. Uh, we have a big need for affordable housing, but there's a difference. You know, this uh, sh- this uh, uh, navigation center that we're building in Oxnard at a cost of forty four million dollars. That's ridiculous. You know, it's really ridiculous. That's a lot of money for 110 beds, which we already have a place. And just they're going to add 54 uh, units, transitional units. Yeah, they're saying we're going to have support services. We're going to have all that at a cost of $44 million. It's just like what I said right now, over $3 million to house 80 people. That's $3,250 per person a month. I charge people seven seventy five, and I don't want the government to pay for it. I want to make people that want to go there responsible, and they got to pay their own, whether Social Security, they get a job, or at least get GR. You know, GR is a, it's a loan. It's not a, it's not a gift. You know, people need to be accountable. I mean, people need to be, I mean, if I go somewhere, I got to pay for whatever I buy. You know, I got to pay for my house. I had to pay for my loans. I, I got to be responsible to do the things that are important. But, see, a lot of things happen where these people are, are are so there's advocates you know and i told lang you're you know i said look you know you're an advocate i said but what can you do for them just talk for them i go you know you can't do that i said you know you got to be able to do this and that's why i said look i'm going to open up the camp if people want to come here i'll let them come in for free to see if they get what they need to get and to see what they need to understand it's not about the money for me i want to help people because once they i help these people they're going to be productive they're going to be able to help people the way i'm helping people Lorenzo, that's awesome creating that opportunity. I'm glad you're reaching yourself out there. Can I briefly just talk about Ventura Forward? Do we have an opportunity? If I happen to be in the city of Ventura or in Oxnard and I see somebody who looks somewhat understandable and coherent, can I offer them a place to go stay? All you have to do is uh, you have to do is call me. I need to talk to them to see if they really want it. I had people, police officers have taken people to the camp. Really? Could I offer even these services to possibly the Ventura Police Department? You can offer it to anybody. Wow, as long as Spence, you see, Spence, this is huge. As long as they want to, and you yes. know, they got to understand it's going to be for free for a while, but eventually they're going to have to. No, pay. we want them to pay, and, I, <laughs> and I've been grinding on it the first two weeks. Like we've been, th- we've been talking on the phone about maybe every three or four days. Right, right. I'm thinking about maybe like the first month was like free, and the next month is 125 bucks. Then two, fi- you know, as the programs evolve, I was thinking about cool ways that you could really get creative because you're the guy creating the. Uh, curriculum i'm calling it right the program and we could create new things maybe bring in some nonprofits that aren't grants to help or however that works i mean i'm so excited to know that you're willing to listen and understand the community need thank you look all i ask people when somebody wants to come in and i offer to people i said look all you need to do is go get your COVID shots testing tv gotta clean yourself up get rid of all the trash that you have Mm -hmm. unless you have valuable things come in here you can take a shower here we'll give you a mattress we'll give you a bed you can come and try it you know you got to stay sober that's a condition and i know people don't want it well that's a condition i'm I'm letting you come in for free and i'll let you stay here for a month i mean i had people gone in there had a young girl one time 16 or 17 year old she was only there for three days and she left you know why you know, I was in charge in them, but a lot of people don't want to be told what to do. They don't want to follow directions. That's the biggest problem. But maybe that's enough, too. Sometimes when you're down in your luck, you're right. You're living in your parents' house. Maybe you ran away. You, maybe two or three days at the age of 20, 
just to show that you care, that might be enough. It, it, it makes a difference because, look, really when I tell people, look, I'm trying to help you. I don't want anything in return mm-hmm. because what if you do this, you're going to help me so much. And if you don't do it, you're going to help me so much because for the grace of God, there go I. I would not. I don't think something happened, and and that's why I'm here. And I have a lot. I mean, I, I you know, people ask me, well, you're rich. I say, yeah, I'm rich enough financially, which, you know, it's, I mean, I, I would be lying because I own a motel in Santa Paula also, which we house people the same way, people that are less fortunate. And, and I have 20 rooms, and they're full all the time because people are always looking for housing. You know, I know there's people that are able to pay, and they pay. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't like to take. You don't take grants in Santa Paula no, either. No, no. People have to pay, or some people have, you know, housing vouchers, uh, and, and I, I get it. But I think it's temporarily. I, I mean, I've seen, and I can tell you stories. I had a guy, a veteran, who who who's been with me for 13 years. He was homeless. He got sober. And, and uh, he was a, he was with me for about 13 years. Just the beginning of last year, he moved to a veteran's home here in Ventura. Mm-hmm. I stay in touch with him. And see, and that's what I want to do. I want to be able to help people. You know, there's a saying, and, and somebody corrected me, that it's not from the Bible, but it's better to show people how to fish than to give them fish, even if they're tacos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. We give them the tools they need to be successful. It'll be different stages of time. It might be that medicine, medicine that they need. But we need a place like this that can be a soft entry to point to maybe stop putting so much intimidation and fear off of, you know, from going from jail to being in parole to being in the system to being in the streets. Someone's got to show that tender love and care. Spence, you vibing it? Well, the vibe that I got was uh, you're rich. I am very but rich. you didn't get handed money from what I can see. I am very you, rich. You, but you didn't get uh, the, the money, the success you've had was not uh, – it it didn't come from you weren't born on third as no, no, the, and, and, as and the joke goes you. but it's funny how somebody will criticize you I don't care it, yeah you don't care <laughs> but they will say but you're rich you don't get it but they don't know what you've done yeah it, look I, I said it at the beginning you know the first house that I bought in 1979 I lost it to foreclosure in 1983 because of my drinking and using mm-hmm. but you know I was so fortunate that I was able to buy another house that same day that same day I was waiting to, to get a list for rentals, and a guy behind me says, if you're going to rent, why don't you buy a house? I said, how? He said, you know, I just lost my house to foreclosure. That was back in 83 when the, you know, it's kind of the same thing as 2008. So I took over somebody's house payments and $2,000, and uh, I had a red Thunderbird. I gave it to him. So I bought a house the same day. And it's the harder you work, the luckier you get. The <laughs> other thing that's interesting on the fishing thing, and I'm going to go with my shirt that I made, uh, it was Peter Brown, uh, many moons ago was, Give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. Mm-hmm. Teach a man to fish, he'll eat forever. Give a man $5 to buy a fish, and he'll drink like one. Yep. That's the way I look at it. Whenever you just give, people's tendencies, because they're either broken, they don't have the right guidance, if you just give, 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 and there's no responsibility, no sweat equity, it seems like people don't improve. Yeah, and you, you know one thing. I mean, people people like myself, obviously I feel good about the things that I do. I mean, does it have to do with my ego? Absolutely. I mean, I feel good about the things that I do, but are positive things. I know that a lot of people are advocates and they're enabled to a certain degree, and they feel good. They feel about doing that because they're doing the right thing. I mean, and there's people, I mean, a lot of people are wrong, not intentionally, because they have the wrong ideas or sometimes maybe the wrong motives. You know, I, I know that there's some really good uh, nonprofits out there. But there's some that I, I, they're very questionable. And, and, and I say that 
and maybe I can say that because I don't take grants, uh, and, and I know that I want people to be responsible. You know, one of our traditions in AA is we got to be self-supporting to our own contributions. We don't take money from nobody else. So if I want something, i got to work for it and, and, and pay for it. Do I get gifts? Yeah. Does uh, Food Share takes food to our camp? Yes, they do. I mean, we take it. I mean, people give us give the guys towels, tennis shoes, and things like that. Yeah, they're for them. They're not for me. You know, they're not for me, and I want to be able to earn and work for what I have. And and that's how my parents brought me up, and I'm so grateful that they did that because, you know, I told I, I, I wrote something for my mom and my dad that, that I am the person that I am because of them. You know, and it's, I'm, I'm you know what, Spence, I'm kind of almost to the point where I'm speechless now because there's things that I work so hard for to have opportunity to find and that Ventura Forward has been looking for. And Lorenzo has brought it today. Lorenzo, you're really filling that cup. And I want to say thank you for coming on the podcast today for number 38. Again, this conversation is not ending. We're going to probably turn the mics off because, you know, 45 minutes is normally the, the time of the podcast. We're going to start brainstorming some more stuff, find out how, you know, whether it's the radio station, me out in the streets, however we can continue to get more people on the road. And I don't like this to view it as recovery from, like, um, any of your substances or your fears. I like to see it as, like, a road to recovery of life. You know, like we're all on this road of life and we can all be recovering without feeling like we're problems. Me and Spence talk about it all the time. You don't have to have a freaking pity party story. You don't have to be walking down the road and say, oh, look at me and why me yep. to get attention. You don't have to do it. And we're going to build that, that you can just walk forward, look forward, and we can still say, hey, you need help? And you can say, no, I don't need help right now. And if you know what, you can still walk the same road and you can say, hey, you need some help? You say, I need a little bit of help. And you can do it with dignity. You don't have to say, look at me or I was this or I was that. And I love you sharing your story. But it motivates me to also think about how we don't have to hear that story to offer help. Yeah, we can you, just offer story knowing that the experience that you're bringing, that we're bringing as a community is enough for them to hang their hat on. You know, I think the most important experience, and when you say, you know, you say recovery, I mean, every single human being has issues with something. Yes. Whether they have money or no money or a lot of money, there's issues with something. You know, one thing that, that I know, and, and, and I was thought that spiritual is just doing the right thing. They said it in a different way, but said, you know, spiritual is just doing the right thing. You know, and, and that's very simple to understand. I mean, what's the right thing to do? Obviously, when somebody wants help, are you really helping them or you're enabling or they're bullshitting you with, you know, poor me, nobody yeah. understands me, why me? Well, why not? You well, know, I, I understand that whatever happened to me, it's my experience. I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, yeah, I'm grateful that whatever happened has me where I'm at. And I'm going to say something because you said 38. I, I just got to say this. You know, the number eight, I was born September 28. Uh -huh. uh, my first recovery date was April 28th. The last time I got arrested was January 28th. My recovery date today is June 28th of 04. I got married July 1st, 1978. <laughs> My first house was 1835 Napoleon. So there's a lot of eights. A and lot July of eights. 1st is 7 1, so that's 8. Yeah, and then this one here, yeah, 7 yeah, and then, then this is the 38th podcast. And it all started, I'm not going to, I was just going <laughs> to say a really bad drug joke, but I'll say well, I was going to say, hey, I'll start with as being go. a snowman. Well, no, I was going to go with eight ball. Eight ball. <laughs> yeah, I know those. Yeah, that would just be mean. Th th that's, hey. that's three and a half. I've, I've danced around <laughs> right? bad things. Three too. and a half, right? Danced around bad things, too. <laughs>
hey, look, there's nothing wrong with that. I tell people, look, I had to go through what I went through, whatever it was. You know, and, and I have some stories. I mean, you know what? I'm going to say this one and shut up. I said I was going to shut up. You know, they asked this guy, hey, what do you do for a living? He says, AA. What? He says, yeah, I do AA for a living. I sell cars for money. But I sell real estate for money. And I do <laughs> AA for a living. It, it has given me the life that I have today, which is always what I wanted. I know that Alcoholics is anonymous, but it's not. I'm the one that's supposed to be anonymous because then I'm bragging about. What you're being any, you're being everything but anonymous here. You're oh, being. I know I broke my I, I broke that. I'm that. gonna you know I want to finish this podcast and I'll give you one more chance to to wrap it up. But you talked about being a recovering religious guy, right? You mentioned <laughs> being Catholic. Are you a believer in like Jesus in the process there, or do you allow everyone to kind of be like their own spiritual side? No, look, the reason why I say that is because uh, I guess I was raised believing that God was punishing me. And, you know, I believe in a loving God that I made my misery because of my decisions. God loves me. It's just like you have kids, right? Yes. You love your kids no matter what they do, and so do I. And sometimes it pisses me off, and I want to say things that I usually say. But you know what? I got to respect that, and that's how I see it. You know, there is not a punishing God. I punish myself. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see it, and that's why I say, no, I have, I'm, I, I, I'm Catholic. I have friends that are priests that are Catholics. I have friends that are Jehovah's Witness. And, and, you know, I have a lot of friends in AA and NA and all that. And, I mean, that doesn't make a difference. You know, I, I mean, I think it's just I say that kind of joking because I'm very sarcastic. But you the know? program at Garden City isn't based around religion. No. Look, there's two different things. And this, I think, has to do with one of, uh, one of our uh, traditions for Alcoholics Anonymous. You know, Alcoholics Anonymous is not affiliated with anything. The Garden City camp... It's the housing and the feeding of people. Perfect. We have meetings there at 7 a.m., 6 p.m., and Spanish at 7 p.m., which are doesn't have to do. If you want to go to meetings, you can go. If you don't want to go, that's your problem. Uh, we don't we don't force people to do anything. We just force people to follow rules. Just like if you're speeding, you'll get a ticket if you get caught. If people smoke and drink and when they get caught, they get to they they get kicked out. Thank you so much for giving those details. And I'm sure people are thinking about their heads right now, wrapped around about the details, about this great opportunity and, you know, just mission statement that Garden City is offering to our community. Episode 38, Spence, do you enjoy yourself? Yeah, it was great. It was very informative. And I, I like I like the vibe and the stoke that we are approaching. I love seeing you guys talk about your old times down in the Oxnard, dropping those names of those DJs <laughs> and stuff. It, it was a funny <laughs> time for me because I am absolutely, I speak zero Spanish, but... They liked me. I got along with them, and I had the best year of my life promoting KTRO fifteen twenty. Yeah, yeah. What was uh, what was uh, uh, what was their last name? Sandy was the wife of uh, oh, the owner. Yeah, Hal Frank. Hal um, Frank. Yeah, and San- because she was in in an office with Diego, and I walked in, I said, "Hey, San Diego." Okay, <laughs> stupid joke. Um, but San, yeah, I I was there with Brown Bear and, Brown Bear, and yeah. all of the uh, the Sahara. great talent that the, Sahara, yeah. sure. Uh, and it was really good times. I did promotions at La Gloria, at the market. I did their guy in the sky. So you, much fun. You probably went to the nightclub, too, with Gerardo and uh, Elio Gomez. I was there a couple of times. Yeah, you probably were there. He's bringing it out. <laughs> and we're bringing it back again with our fun, loving son for all you 805ers out there and you Ventura Ford followers. We're wrapping up number 38 here. Until next week, let's go. Let's go.